welcome to episode six of Edinburgh's Early Years podcast. This is the first of a two-parter um, in conversation with Lynn Taylor from Education Scotland and Dr Marion Burns, also from Education Scotland. Um, and here we're talking about the new Realising the Ambition document. Um, this is a bit of a weird one. It was recorded just at the start of when it became clear that COVID-19 was going to be quite a big world event. Um, so we are recording this, or we recorded it over Skype. Um, and consequently, this audio can be a bit tricky at times, but I've done my best to stitch it together. Um, it kept cutting out. So occasionally it sounds as though we're mid-flow and it stops recording because that's exactly what happened. We'd be really halfway through a really interesting part of the conversation and then somebody's connection would drop out and so we'd spend another 10 or 15 minutes trying to get it back. The joys of technology. Um, but anyway, the content is actually really useful um, and I loved finding out about the thinking behind realising the ambition and how it was put together, um, particularly the tartan, which hadn't um, really uh, resonated with me before I had this conversation with them. Anywho, I hope that you and yours are all safe and your hands are not too cracked from all the washing. Um, it is a strange time, but actually the conversation that we had around about relationships, around about um, connection is even more pertinent in these kinds of um, times. So look after yourself and um, do tweet us at edin underscore ey to let us know how you have used this with your teams. Um, I'm going to cut off the conversation halfway through and then start a second one because I'm limited to 45 minutes on um, my garage band. So I needed to try to, to get the most out of the conversation. I didn't want to cut anything. Okay, so without further ado, Please um, settle back and enjoy Lynn Taylor and Marion Burns. So um, the Dame team have been working on this since um, probably last December, January time. Oh, wow. The, the, the focus obviously was in bringing together one document rather than two, because that was really what was felt was, was necessary, rather than having two um, documents that might, the may well have complemented each other, but we didn't want to have anything that was in any way at odds. So we, we went for the one document and the real focus, as you said, um, was on very much the practitioner's um, involvement in this. So when do you maybe want to continue? Yeah, um, so I'd come in a wee bit later. Um, I started my position um, as Education Officer in Education Scotland just about this time last year. Um, and I was absolutely terrified when I was going <laughs> when someone said, oh, yes, you've got to be involved in, in the refresh of um, Building Ambition because the Building Ambition document is so highly regarded mm. and so well used, um, as is the pre-birthday um, materials. Um, but it, it was so apparent that it had to have a refresh um, just with um, the movement of, obviously, with expansion um, of early years. And um, this actually, even research and evidence over the last um, few years too, um, in the way that practice is actually moving in Scotland, um, so it's just came about at the right time for everyone. Yeah, I mean, certainly the um, response on Twitter was huge. And for all the people that I've spoken to have just really found it um, absolutely heartening that 
their practice that's built around relationships has been really reinforced and celebrated. Uh, there's kind of positivity around the, the Twitter feed has just been because the document really speaks to people mm-hmm. and that was one of the main things that we wanted. We didn't want a document that sounded as if it was top down and those early um, conversations that we had with the RICs, uh, we, so much of what Evelyn has just said, there was a lot in building a vision that people hung on to mm-hmm. and we didn't want to lose some of those key messages. But you're right, the relationships are relationships with practitioners, with their parents, with their children, really needed to be at the heart of it. Mm-hmm. But I think to build also on the fact that the expansion was all around quality we wanted to get that threaded right through uh, the document that quality really lies at the heart of what that this is all about. And if we don't have that, then the chances are those relationships and interactions are not going to be um, the very best for our young children. Mm-hmm. So how do you anticipate the guidance being used to support high-quality provision? It's become already, I think, quite a, a go-to document for people to reflect and... I would say that people are lifting it and reading it and seeing themselves in it and being able to reflect and being responsive to the text and thinking, well, how do I compare to what's being said here? And using that as, the, if you like, as the guide from which to build then on their own practice. I think the, the consideration of um, how people would actually use this document and interact with it was really, really important um, to us actually pulling it together. Um, it's, it's, it consists of many different voices in the document. There's a lot of different writers that, um, and experts in the field that have come in and added to this document. But the one voice um, throughout it had to be consistent. Mm-hmm. So we really considered that, and if you if you read it, there's, there's two voices that play in the document. The, the main text reads as if it's part of your team or a leader in your team who, who speaks to you directly and mm-hmm. um, encourages you in that way. And obviously we've got that, the voice of the child in different points of the document too, um, trying to articulate the people who, like babies who can't yet articulate, but that, that, was, that was a really important consideration for us as we were um, producing this guidance. Lovely. One of the things that I think has been really welcomed is the fact that it covers that transition into primary one and supporting the development of um, play-based pedagogies um, across schools in Scotland. Have you found much feedback from that as yet? Oh, again, that was really uh, an intention. The building the ambitions wasn't necessarily picked up by early primary yeah. and yet we have a curriculum with an early level that spans age three to six. So uh, there was a real intention that we would um, have something which could, again, be that go-to document for practitioners, teachers in the early stages of primary. So, again, we've had really positive feedback about how that's helpful. It's giving people that permission to be able to continue with play as pedagogy within early stages primary. And also beyond, you'll see the word and beyond, we really genuinely mean beyond the early stages of primary where it's practical to um, make use of play as a pedagogy through which children will learn. One of the things that I thought was really striking across the document is that research and um, theory is woven through alongside signposting to different places that you can go for further CLPL. The theory side of things, um, 
very much. We, we looked and the, Lynn mentioned, you know, other experts in the field. We've, we've leaned on educational psychologists, but we've also gone to more recent research, uh, looking very much at how children learn mm-hmm. right from the earliest stages. So at different levels, people can access this. They can access the text as it is in the, in the guidance, but they could, there are also signposts that will take them if they want to deepen their knowledge and understanding. I think that's where the, the links to the modules will really lend themselves. I think, again, that um, we really did think about the practical, how do we, again, how do we draw this all together that give practical guidance to people mm-hmm. and, and if it makes sense. So, again, we took a lot of that, that research and evidence from links and thought that as practitioners, I said, how, how, how would we actually put that into practice? And that's um, why we really kind of scale out for people things like, what is the learning environment? What is the learning environment? Mm-hmm. So, because if you don't think of it as the totality of interactions, experiences, and the spaces too, um you miss out part of the, it's, it's, it's understanding the pedagogy of what's going on behind your practice and always asking that, why am I doing what I'm, what I'm doing? Great. So if you'd like to pick up on pedagogy, that'd be fab. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I'll continue in talking about pedagogy across early learning and childcare and primary. Um, all too often, they're, they're, they're very different. The one is very much rooted in responsiveness and the other is quite often somehow curtailed within the structures of early primary. Mm-hmm. And so in writing, realising the ambition, what we were really doing is empowering those practitioners, teachers in early primary to be able to you know, move forward with pedagogy that is play centred around play. And so that they don't feel that they, they've got to do that and everything else. But there's mm-hmm. so much they can do through their pedagogy that um, uh, we think allows them to think about relationships, interactions in the environment in which they, they're operating and, and not feel that they have to have such formal structures. Yep. So we're picking up that folk are welcoming that and seeing it as refreshing. So um, as you might have gathered, we're having some technical problems. So this will probably be a bit piecemeal, but actually that leads us nice into the image of the tartan and um, the inclusivity that's woven through the document. So, Lynn, do you want to um, tell us a bit about that? Yeah, um, the, the tartan came about actually because we obviously we're, we're trying to show through the guidance that we've got lots of different influences in Scotland and, um, and it's really important to reflect that. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the, the biggest influences for us is actually um, Tabaraki in, in New Zealand. And, um, and we love that imagery of the, the woven mat that's used in New Zealand because it really um, talks of all the different strands that come in that you actually have to consider mm-hmm. um, as an early years educator. Um, and you can unpick one thread of that, but, um, but you actually always have to be mindful of the bigger piece and the bigger picture. Um, so at first we were actually thinking, how do we articulate that in this document? How do we do that? Mm-hmm. Um, someone somewhere, I think it, we were knocking, um, it was really important to, to start with practitioners with this document. So we had engagement sessions throughout the country um, and someone spoke of Tartan, I think, in Aberdeen. And we thought, oh my goodness, that is absolutely <laughs> 
that's it. That was what we need. And then we thought about that imagery of um, the tartan shawl in Scotland and how we, we wrap our wee ones up in the tartan shawl and give them a wee cuddle in, a curie in, and, um, and then the tartan shawl goes on the ground for the toddler to crawl over. And then a, a young child might use that as a comforter. So we thought that is just such a lovely image. Um, so we took that as a design brief to the designer. And I have to say, at first, the designer said, this tartan thing, that, that's <laughs> what's that all about? It's so twee and, you know, um, but then um, the three of us actually spoke with passion about why it was so important to have the tartan. Um, and we sold them, actually. <laughs> and then, um, so the tartan that's used um, throughout the, the document, um, it's actually our own being me tartan. It's, it, it ties in Marion found brilliantly with the Flower of Scotland tartan, though. Um, and you'll notice that it has that golden thread of quality um, that, that runs through it. Um, and when you actually get your printed copy, um, you'll see that um, each section has got like a wee thread down the, the side of the of the document too, so you can actually see the wee threads that all kind of come oh, together lovely. to make it one piece. <laughs> That's great. The chuckle there was Marion's holding up to the um, webcam a tartan as uh, Lynn was explaining that. Um, yes. <laughs> Fantastic. And Edinburgh practitioners will know that we use hashtag quality the golden thread for all of our yeah. um, CPD. Okay, so here endeth the first of the two um, episodes for Realising the Ambition. Um, I the, the sound must be a bit weirder or the sound will be a bit strange now because I have had to come and stand outside my door because... Um, Due to the joys of home working, my son is currently howling around the house, um, chasing the cats. So it's just too noisy to be inside. Joyful. Okay, so for me, um, there were a few main things to think about here, particularly given the situation that we're all finding ourselves in at the moment. The first is the importance of transitions um, and what that will look like both um, for our children who are changing from ELC into primary um, in the next term um, and also actually for everybody because we are all going to have to transition from being outside um, or rather sort of from being outside our settings from being at home um, back into being in our um, early learning and childcare settings regardless of what stage we're at that also applies to the adults so we need to think a bit about those transitions and how we can do that um, the pedagogy I think is really important um, and just the thing that I really like particularly about realising the ambition is that it acknowledges all of the different theorists that have put um, that have kind of 
led to where we are in terms of our practice in Scotland. And it is about thinking about our influences, about thinking about, as Lynn said, knowing our why. Why are we doing what we're doing? I I think that's really important. The other thing that I wanted to pull out was just the consideration to the environment, not just being the physical space, but also including things like the interactions, including um, all of those kind of uh, bits that all add in. So lots to think about, lots to um, spark a bit of consideration for us as we think about how we are going to support everybody um, in our communities back into some sense of normality when things happen. But hopefully you found that useful and if you want to, I would stay tuned for the next episode where we continue our thinking um, with Marion and Lynn. Okay, thanks very much. Look after yourselves. Bye-bye.